are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Welcome everybody, you're listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T-Mac. And I'm Cookie Monster. And today is one of those days. This week has been one of those weeks. But today in studio, we have Pastor E. How you doing? Hey, guys. How you doing? It's always good to be with you guys. It is always good to have you. Yeah. So today we're discussing, in essence, life. Life in Zimbabwe right now. Oh, gosh, There's guys. a lot of um, disillusionment, Again. disenchantment, discouragement, despondency, <laughs> disnyongoro, <laughs> all the Ds. <laughs> And everyone is just in this space where we don't know what to do, mm. Christians included. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yeah, so today we're just asking the question in these situations of what you could call crisis. Right. How do we as Christians keep our faith? Mm. Yeah. I think maybe for the for the benefit of our listeners who may not be from Zim. Yeah. You know, just to give a bit context. of background as to um, what's actually going on. Maybe you can do that, T-Mac. Uh, okay, well... Actually, when we came up with the subject matter for this episode, I was like, guys, I'm prone to ranting. So maybe you don't want me to start giving ranting you the facts. Ranting is I think everyone no, is prone to ranting it's not helpful. Right it's not helpful. I actually don't want to rant anymore. But the fact that our economy is in, it's spiraling out of control, I guess. Right. How else can you say it? Um, yeah, ish, if you're not here, <laughs> how do you even yeah, describe what's price, going on? Pr- prices are shooting up. Um, back to fuel queues. Back to fuel queues. Shops are closing. You can't you can't get certain supplies in supermarkets. Etc. Etc. Two pizza is now seven dollars. <laughs> yes. Uh, how much was the it? Chicken in it was three. <gasps> <laughs> KFC is closed. <laughs> KFC is closed, bro. I wanted to get zinger wings the other day. <laughs> you see, these are really not sounding like third world problems. <laughs> but anyway, know, I'm sitting here. <laughs> What are There's these people suffering from? It's no. the first issue is I couldn't, a, I couldn't get Zinger wings. <laughs> <laughs> On a real though, like businesses are closing because they can't get the forex to restock and things like that. So yeah, everyone's kind of in a frenzy. There's a lot of panic buying going yeah. on. People are hoarding groceries because they're scared that we'll go back to the days of 2008 when you go to the grocery store and there's literally nothing on the yeah. shelves. So there's a, a lot of fear involved money, in the You know, people's money losing making. value as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, you know, basically, whatever money you've got in the bank can't buy what it used to buy. used to buy you two weeks ago. Yeah, and of course, salaries haven't gone up, so it just basically means that um, the ordinary person is is the one who's um, suffering the most and um, feeling the blows the the most. So I think that that's kind of where we're at. Um, so, Pastor, yeah, I guess we can we can start it there. You know, to say, of course, you know, we we want to speak. We're speaking mainly from a um. Christian context to mm. say all these things are happening, but whether you're Christian or not, you've got to survive. Right, you know, right. These things are affecting you on a day, on a, on a day to day basis. So the question is, um, how do we hold on to our faith in in this crisis? You know, what what, what does faith even mean? Mm. You know, pra- practically, because I've got to get into a fuel queue like any other person. I've got to hustle for money. I've got to buy forex on the black market. Mm-hmm. You know, <gasps> you do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. Not me. Okay, but I'm joking. Yeah, but you know, everybody's just got to kind of, you know, it's got to do this to survive. So, yeah, the first question is that how do we actually hold on to faith in this 
crisis and our integrity too wow yeah look it's this is a a, a um, one of those moments that's both difficult and and dare i say exciting and, and I, I want to be quoted in the correct context when i say exciting right because of what the opportunity provides for people of faith all right uh-huh. um but let me start off by saying that to live by faith does not mean that you deny the circumstance mm-hmm. or the situation or the facts. In fact, faith is real in the face of facts and circumstances. So the notion that as a Christian, you should ignore what's going on and just be positive, 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 and ignore, ignore, ignore is not faith. That's denial. And there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our faith starts from the place where we first of all acknowledge what's going on, that there is a problem, that we do have a, a, a crisis in the banking sector, we do have a crisis in our financial and economic uh, situation, that we do have a crisis uh, when it comes to, 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 to governance and leadership in the country. Yes. Faith then begins from there mm. to then trust God. Because if you don't understand the context of your problem, then your faith is not really aimed at anything, is it? Right. Right. So then let me give you a biblical reference for this, because I think this is important for for for, you know, for us to understand this in Romans. I believe it's chapter four. And the Bible speaks about Abraham. This is a scripture that I refer to quite regularly. And it's talking about Abraham's faith Uh and how he held on to his faith and how he staggered not at the promise. You remember that scripture? You know that scripture? Yeah. If you look at the scripture just before that. It says this, it says Abraham faced the fact that his body was old and that Sarah's womb was already dead. Mm. And then it says, but he wavered not in unbelief Mm -hmm. and staggered not at the promise, believing God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what Mm -hmm. he said he would do. So he faced the fact. So our faith in Zimbabwe right now must face the facts. We must become fully aware and conversant with the fact. And if it means you are unhappy about the fact, then that is it. You are unhappy about the fact. But that obviously should then not affect your faith, your faith which is trust in God. Trust in God for to provide for you. Right. Trust in God to fix the situation. Trust in God for a better future. I doubt that Abraham would wake up and would see, and would think to himself, "I want a son. I don't have a son. I'm happy about it." <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. He faced the fact. It concerned him. The reason he kept asking God. The reason he kept pushing that I want a son, I want a son is because it, it was, it was eating at him. It was right. something that for him, it was like, I don't have a child. I don't have an heir. So I, I think where we are in Zimbabwe is ideal for that. First of all, that we become conversant with the situation, mm-hmm. that it's okay for us to be upset about it, but our, our being upset about it is not enough. It must then push us, which is where the difference is now. If you're not a believer yeah. as a believer, now your frustration is then is then uh, 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 is then is then is then the pretty much is the is the foundation for your faith. That's where your faith starts off. Say, I'm frustrated, therefore I'm going to trust God for this or for that. Okay. So if we take your the story of Abraham, how do we stop ourselves from falling into the trap of doing what Sarah did, which is like, Ish, God is taking his sweet time. I need to make a plan B. I need to go and stock my pantry with everything I can think of. I need to change all my money to forex and like how do we 
resist that temptation to take matters into our own hands? They, 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 look, they, this is a situation that, uh, in any personally, I believe that they, it's not a blanket um, uh, answer for everybody. We are in different situations, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as it is. We must, each of us, go back to hearing what God is saying to us as individuals yeah. concerning where we are. There is wisdom mm. that needs to be applied in a situation. You can't say, I'm not going to go and stock up on the foods that I need. Because yeah, because then, you know, well, that would be hoarding. And then I'm contributing to the situation. No, the fact is that there is a shortage. Uh-huh. Okay. There is a shortage. It's not an imagined shortage. There is a shortage. And so... There, there is a responsibility on you to be wise. The Bible talks about wisdom. Uh, well, let's look at, um, um, uh, what's his name? Joseph. Joseph had to get into a season where as the leader of a country, <coughs> he basically hoarded mm-hmm. for the country for seven years in preparation for seven years that were coming. So I think that there's a certain amount of wisdom that when, when certain things are happening, um, uh, 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 you you position yourself in a place where you can be wise, but hearing God about that wisdom, what what is God saying? You know, uh, if God has made an opportunity for you to be able to buy some cooking oil, by all means, go for it. But if you sense in your heart, no, I'm not buying it. I've got enough mm-hmm. at home right now. I don't need some more. Then leave it by all means. The, the, I think the here's my 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 advice. We get into a bad place when we're driven by fear. Yes. Right. If fear drives you, then what happens is that even if you go and you hoard, you're actually still not going to be at peace. Yeah, you are. Because you're still thinking, okay, I've got it all. I've got all the cooking oil I need. I've got all that. I've stocked up on petrol. I'm, I'm coming from, from a fuel queue right now. And I actually thought in my mind, let me go and buy a jerry can quickly, go there, fill up the tank and fill up the jerry can. And then I thought to myself, okay, I could do that, but I'm still going to be concerned at the end of it that even after I filled up my jerry can and my car, I'm still going to feel like, oh, now what about what am I going to do when it runs out? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I have it right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think this is where, 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 where we might, many people might be getting into a trap where the, the fear that drives them, drives them so much that even when they do get mm. something. Uh-huh. I can definitely relate. To yeah, yeah. They still don't get a chance to rest. Yeah. Right. They still don't get a chance to be at peace. Keyword, 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 peace. Right. You, you and I have to find peace in the chaos. Yeah. We have to find peace in the crisis. Otherwise, this thing will swallow us up whole. Yes. Yeah. Uh, on a side note, what, what's our fixation with cooking oil, though? Like, <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> seriously, guys. Like, do we need that much cooking oil? Why, why do we? Do you know? You know, you know what's interesting about what you're saying, Kuda? I was actually having a think about it this morning. I started to think critically about the things that I actually need and the things that I don't need. Uh-huh. Would I actually, if I cooked my food without cooking oil, how does that affect my life? Except it affects my life maybe in one direction, Health. which is the taste of things and the, and the texture of things in my mouth. But other than that, I actually don't see a big problem yeah. with me not having cooking oil in my home. Now, I'm not saying you, people don't need it. I'm just saying this is also a great chance. If we are to look at the silver lining, if we are to look for hope in the middle of of chaos and crisis and say, wait a minute, this is a great chance for me to figure out what I actually need and what I actually don't need. That's a good point. Do I actually need 
to have zinger wings <laughs> once every week. I'm, I'm and t- the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you know I mean? so those are nice. They are nice things to have. Yeah. yeah. But I think so. So yeah, you, you know, for example. Um, you know, I, 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 I've gone on an interesting eating regime uh, the last couple of months and I've cut out certain foods that previously you would not have been able to convince me that I don't need them. Would you like to maybe give us... Uh, so, sadza, for example. Okay. Wow, okay. I've stopped eating sadza. Mm-hmm. All right? And that's particularly for me is because of the, the research I've done in terms of the excess eating of sadza for an uh, uh, an African man, a black African man, the the hereditary issues and health issues that go with it mm-hmm. and finding out how that affects my life. So right. I cut that out. I thought, whoa, and what do I replace it with? So I started buying butternut and gem squash, you know. And the strange thing, I've actually developed a taste for it. Really? I love it like you can't believe. Wow. So so I think this is a great chance to start figuring out what do I need and what don't I actually need? Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised because, you know, like you said, I actually don't need cooking oil. Yeah. Wait a minute. Do I need milk? Terribly, terribly need milk. Like if I got my one liter, I should be, I'll be fine. I don't have to have it every single day. Look, I don't know. It's a personal thing, but yeah. my point being, I'm just jumping off the back of what you've said. It's a great time to figure out what you need and what Definitely. you don't need. Even with petrol, it's a great time to figure out where you need to go and where you where you don't need to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and, and 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 because if we don't do this, look, if we don't find these ways of dealing with this life, you you people will collapse of strokes and. Yeah. And and high blood pressure and all sorts of things because your your the frustration has just become too much. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I think I know that you know that's very um, enlightening what you're saying um, that we have a lot of excess in our lives. You know, we we have all these things that we think we need that we we don't actually need. Um, the flip side though is that you know as a as a Zimbabwean, mm-hmm. uh, when I look at what's happened, and of course you know you've been at the forefront of this. In many ways, we, we, you know, we, we've been under, um, just under very diff- we've been living in very difficult times for, for quite a protracted period of mm, time. Mm. You know, we've had to deal with so much. We've had to figure out how to survive. And then when we get a bit of, you know, just a breath of fresh air, something happens again and we're back where we were. And I think that's where the frustration is coming. And I yeah. think for a lot of people that they're like, come on guys, you know, again, we're, yeah, we're starting to think that things were, things are getting better, you know, and then now we're sinking again and i think you know the the question now is how how do we avoid that sense of despondency because i can hear it in a lot of people's conversations that people are just like you know i i was hopeful i was positive but then i'm I'm starting to feel like you know it's god letting us down Mm -hmm. you know as a nation we've been Mm -hmm. praying we are the israelites <laughs> you know what i mean like so many christians we're a very well churched nation mm-hmm. but but it just feels like after all the prayer meetings and all the prophetic words and all of this stuff it's like we're just in this cycle where things just keep mm. repeating themselves mm. so i think that's kind of where um i want to take the, the the discussion as well to say has it 
is God letting us down? Is God judging us wow. for something? You, you know that's and 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 you've really segued in such a beautiful way, you know, into this you know discussion of you know we again we're feeling let down and 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 why are we here again and and so you know which way forward? Um, this is where maybe what I have stumbled upon over the last two three years becomes important. Where as a Christian you have to balance your advocacy for justice and your expectation of God coming through mm -hmm. uh, for you in a situation. God has said he'll come through and he will come through. But on this side, God has also given you a mandate to be an advocate for justice in an unjust world. Right. He didn't just say that, hey, you just call on me only, um, you know, and then that's just it. No, but he's given us the ability to confront injustice, to confront evil. Right. Okay. So the point I'm trying to make is this, is that we, we, we must learn now that advocacy for justice is not ungodly. Mm -hmm. Speaking out against abuse, any abuse, abuse of people, abuse of children, abuse of women, as the church, as Christians, is not ungodly. Right. It is what God requires us to do in society. That is what the good news is about. If you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus would do both. He would teach the kingdom of God, and he would also teach how to confront an injustice right. in a society. And so he would speak to the leaders of the day, and he would say to them, you cannot do this to people. He would say, how, do, how dare you do this? You should not do this. And then he would also preach the kingdom of God uh, you know, you know, at the same time. So, so, so I think as the church, number one, if we want to find traction in God's call on our lives, mm -hmm. we can't back away from the confrontations that needs to be done physically and only hide in our prayer closets. Right. There must be the raising of our voices against injustice. There must be the declarations of God himself. Uh, here's part of our problem. We want to declare God's word to God. No, you declare God's word to the world, to the problem that you're facing. Right. Um, good example again is Jesus is in the boat with the disciples. And the Bible says that there's a storm that happens. Jesus is asleep. Mm. The disciples get up there like we're going to die. In fact, they seal their own fate. If you read the story, they start off by saying, this is it, we're done, we're going to die. And they wake him up and they're like, don't you care that we are going to die in here whilst you're sleeping? And he wakes up and says, oh, you have little faith. And then he speaks to the storm and says, peace be still. And I think in that scripture, Jesus was showing us what we are supposed to do in situations like these. Mm -hmm. Like right now, nothing gives us a picture of a boat that is buffeted by crazy storms and God seems to be sleeping than Zimbabwe does right now. Right. Yeah. Just like, this is just exactly what you've said. Yeah. Where is God? Have you forgotten us? Are we being, are we judged? And my sense is that I believe that God wants us to declare his word to the situation, not to declare his word to him. You can't wake Jesus up and say, Jesus, I declare that you are the king of kings and you are the Lord of lords. He's like, yeah, I mean, I know that. <laughs> so 
speak to the speak to the storm you need to confront the storm the yeah. the president the, the 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 different arms of government the judiciary the police they must be confronted by the voice of the christian that says that is wrong you can't do that that says you cannot tax people with a new tax two cents on the dollar it's illegal you don't have the the legal framework for that you cannot declare what i had in the bank is suddenly called transfer and yet when i put in there i put us dollars so that must be there that must be part of our expectation of God coming through is right. that we play our part in confronting the powers that be. Pharaoh, Pharaoh would never have left if Moses had not had to go and front him. So Moses both believed God and confronted Pharaoh at the same time and then watched God come through for him. If we're going to see miracles, let me say this. If we're going to see the miracles that we expect, like you're saying, God, are you coming through for us? Have you forgotten us? Why are we going through this? Mm-hmm. If we're going to see those things happen, we have to be bold enough to activate God's world in real world. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Real world. So call, 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 call the, the, the government out and say, you have destroyed the lives of people. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Right. Or it, 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 the reverse, the confrontation doesn't always have to be calling them out or, 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 or you're throwing mud on them. It could be just the wisdom. This is, what, this is what you have got to do right now for poor people, yeah. Mr. Government. Do A, B, C. You must do this right now. But if we don't do that, yeah. then I think sometimes <laughs> the expectation of answer to 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 the prayers we pray is is misplaced we have to become part of the answer to the prayers that we pray and i'll say this before i hand it back to you the the, one of the greatest statements i've heard about prayer is that it is hypocrisy to pray a prayer that you're not prepared to be a part of an answer to wow wow um that's actually very deep and I think part of, you know part of the challenge is that as um, as Christians especially we we have this expectation that you know when we've prayed when we fasted and done all the things that we were supposed to do um, that God is going to come through and uh, I guess we have in our in our minds um, expectations of how how God is going to come through whether it's going to be through a change of leadership or whether it's going to be through money flowing in the bank and whatever. Um, but I think the other angle, which is or rather the other aspect that you brought that, you, that that you've just brought up, which is our responsibility, right? Because you know we we've been throwing a lot of mud at government to say, ah, you guys are full of rubbish, and you guys and and I, and I think they are for the most part. But anyway, that's me, <laughs> right? You, you you guys are no, because these guys make some crappy decisions, right? Um, but then the flip side is that what what's our responsibility as as believers? Yeah. Uh, in terms of our faith, like what exactly is God expecting the church to do? You know, are we in our prayers? Are we just praying about ourselves? Are we just are we just crying out to God to say, hey, God, come through for me? Or are we actually saying, God, what am I supposed to be doing right now as a believer? You know, what what's your expectation of me? Um, even with the, with the poor people, how many of us are actually taking time to say, you know, there are people who... We're, we're actually okay. We can still drive somewhere and look for fuel, right? But there are people who have nothing. And I'll tell you what I did the other day. I was driving in town and um, I saw this guy. So, you know, it was a traffic light. So he obviously wanted money. And, and I thought, okay, I don't really, or I had cash, but it was like US dollars. 
I wasn't going to give my US dollars. Anyway, <laughs> but I thought, what, what can I do? We're going to have a whole discussion about what you just said. But anyway, carry on. Okay, I, I, did, I chose not to give him my I US could dollars. I don't defend yourself. Carry on. I wanted on. to use them for... Yeah, I wasn't going to give my US dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then I had money in my eco cash. So I was about to drive off because I was like, I've got nothing to give him. Then I thought, but yeah. I've got money in my eco cash. Yeah. So I asked him what is now, I asked him for his phone number. He had a phone number and an eco cash. So I, then I sent him some money um, as I was driving off. And um, so for me, that I was like, I, you know, we give so many excuses to say, I don't have cash to give to this person. But what do you actually have that can make a difference? You know, maybe he managed to get some lunch or whatever. But I'm just saying, I think there's small things that are within our reach that we can do um, to help people that may have nothing or may, may not be as privileged as, as we are. And I think that's the thing, because in, in lack, you become very selfish because yeah. you're just so afraid that whatever it is will run out. So the concept of even thinking, let me give to somebody else or let yeah. me help someone else, you actually have to mm. fight yourself. But you see, you know, you've actually come up with something that, that's extremely important to do in a situation like this. Mm. As Christians, we, we, are, we are called to be counter-situation yeah. or right. to be counter-culture. And, and I think in this situation, one of the things that the church has got to do is to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. So if everyone is hoarding, we must be giving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's a question to ask Christians who are crying out to God to save the country and saying, God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? When was the last time you were able to give the last of what you had? Because we, we give, we love to give out of abundance. Mm. We give when times are good. Well, most of us give when times are good. There's a bunch of Christians who give nothing when times are good. You know what I mean? And sometimes those people, they, I mean, people just hack me off. The, Spoken like the true pastor. The selfishness like is inc- it's incredible. You know what I mean? It's, the selfishness is, is like, it's tourist stuff. You have to come and see it. You know what I mean? You, you pay to come and see the greed and the selfishness that Christians have. Sometimes, you know, and, and when in times of crisis, we want to run for prayer. Uh-huh. But the, the, the point I'm making is that one of the ways to deal with this situation individually as a person or as a church is to be counter situation. Hmm. So when you go and you buy what you buy, take a portion of it, give it to somebody who doesn't have. Yeah. Take 10% of what you have just gotten from the shops. You've wow. spent five hours of, for get, trying to get it in a queue mm. in, in, in the shops. And then they rationed it eventually. Mm-hmm. And then when you got it, don't just take it home and then shut it into your closet. Take a portion of it. And for me, I feel like, it's, I feel like you, are, you are defying the situation. You are defying gravity, so to speak. You're saying, where you want me to go down, yeah. I'm going to go up. Where you are declaring that I have little, I'm declaring that I actually have enough to give to someone else. Yeah. Wow, I think it's a brilliant, brilliant way of, 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 of dealing with the situation personally and activating a principle of heaven and activating a principle of God. Mm. This, and that's why earlier on I said this is both a, a, a horrible time but an exciting time. Mm-hmm. Exciting because it provides us the opportunity to activate the principles of heaven and to see God's hand at work. You are probably the only hand of God that someone will know. Yeah. You wow. know. So 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 I think that that's one way of dealing with it as well. Hmm. I, I love I love what you're saying, Pastor E, because I hadn't actually thought about it in those terms that you know um, we need to be proactive 
about actually thinking about giving to other people because the tendency is to say, sure, you know what? I've, I've been standing in this queue for however long. This is my stuff, right? This is supposed to last me for the next whatever. And then along one, we shall make a plan. We're all in the same Zimbabwe. So. Mm-hmm. We're all in the same struggle. <laughs> you know what I mean? But just being proactive as a believer to say, what can I actually do to find someone that I can help? Oh, yeah. Who can I help? Because there's always people who are in need. That, and and there's, there's stuff that we can do. I think more so now. Mm-hmm. Know, to look for opportunities to help people. Wow. That's, this is a great, guys, this is a great time for testimonies. A great time for testimonies. A testimony will take you further than a bottle of cooking oil can. Mm. I would rather give that cooking oil away and have a testimony that will take me much further, you know, yeah. in my, and that's just the power of activating the principles of the word of God. The Bible yeah. says, given it'll come back to you, pressed down, shaking together, running over. And it's not always coming back to you as, you know, one bottle of cooking oil it means 50 in, cases yeah. of cooking oil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just comes back to you in different in ways. ways. Sometimes it comes, just comes back to you as that sense of, wow. Mm-hmm. seeing that person being happy has just blessed me mm-hmm. what doctor do you know how therapeutic it is to give it heals mm-hmm. to give it heals you as a person yeah you give somebody you know when you help someone i've been involved with with helping people over the last couple of months yeah. more intensely than i've been in my entire life and what it does to me to see someone say thank you this has helped me this has saved my life yeah it's a bigger payday than 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 anything else you could give me right you know what i mean and we miss these opportunities yeah. to uh, to be paid in thank yous uh to be paid in hugs to be paid in prayers paid in thank yous you know yeah. you know you know we we our church um uh, had an orphanage that we we you know we used to support and the the first time we ever found this this orphanage and we took supplies to this orphanage the kids there prayed for us. Mm. And these are young kids. They were like four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine was the oldest. I'll never forget that the day that they prayed for us that day. I've been prayed for by many people, trust me. Yeah. But there was something about the prayer these kids made for me. It was deep. It was heartfelt. It was sincere. I wept. They prayed for me to be blessed. Yet they need a blessing. Yeah. And I, there was something, there's something about a person who has found a lifeline through you asking God to bless you. Mm-hmm. There's just something powerful about that. You cannot deny it. So I think a lot of us, uh, you know, miss these opportunities because the situation demands us to be selfish. The situation demands us to focus on ourselves. Yeah. But this is where we are counterculture. This is mm-hmm. where we turn around and we say, no, let's, let's, let, let, let me, let me, as much as I'm trying to make sure my family is okay. Let me look for opportunities here Mm -hmm. to bless someone, to make someone happy, you know, Uh, you know, to buy some things from someone. I bought some sweet potatoes the other day from a dear old lady on the side of the street. And she was selling this whole bucket of sweet potato. I mean, it's more than I I could need for the month. And she's selling it for five bucks for $5. I went and I said, how much is it? I said, really? I said, no, let me buy it. She, and she was sitting, she squarely expected me just to say, oh, okay, and walk by, because that's what everyone does. And I thought, no, let me, because I was going to buy them from the shop, where I normally buy, from the veggie shop, where I normally buy, but yeah. there's a markup, there's whatnot, there's whatnot. So I thought, no, let me buy from this lady. And I, she jumped up. I mean, I've never seen someone, I couldn't understand why she was so excited until I figured out that, no, wait a minute, this means so much to her than, than, than any, the fact that I chose to buy yeah. from her. 
So I think there are certain um, certain actions that we should take advantage of and, 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 and train ourselves to do it consistently. It's yeah. not just for, for the next two weeks. Make it a way of life. Learn things now that become a way of life. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Um, speaking of being counter-culture, how do we also control our speech? Because I think that's another trap that we all fall into so easily because we're stating facts, yes, but then after stating facts over and over, <laughs> and you're in so many WhatsApp groups and then you're reading the news and then you've got Facebook and then you've got all this information that we then just regurgitate to each oh, other. Wow. And a very most of it is not with a positive spin, I'll say. Mm. So what, what are we supposed to be saying out loud? Because I know in Proverbs it says, when the righteous call the city blessed, it mm. is blessed. Mm -hmm. So you know. you, again, you've just come up with um, possibly what is the trap that, that most of us, uh, you know, fall into and me included. I mean, especially me, I have, I have hundreds of conversations around this everywhere where I pop up. People asking, Saka pastor. Yes. Saka Saka Mdara, You know, just the petrol attendant asked me that just now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm thinking to myself, I need to tell him the truth. I can't lie. Yeah. But at the same time, you're grappling with, you know, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. But then, and then it also says that the, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm. Uh, and they that, that you yeah, know, that use it will, fruit. you know, exactly, will yeah. eat his fruit. So, so you know, and again, I have to be honest in that I've always started off with, ah, and <laughs> oh, you know what had become my favorite statement, which I now no longer want my favorite statement, which is they've they've poured buckets of sand into this into the meal, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw on a group today when they were saying Ray Tradiro I actually almost got a t-shirt made. But so so I think there is let me start by again I go back to the fact that we can't deny the facts. Yeah. For us to speak positive, we have to understand what the situation is actually sure. uh, doing or saying. Now it is what it is. There is a storm. We're in a boat and there is a storm. We acknowledge the fact that there is a storm and everything is feeding into us. And I love what you've said in that it's all the WhatsApp groups, especially right now in the information age, everything you, you are reading newspapers, WhatsApp, which doesn't stop by the way, the mm. WhatsApp and the Facebook it's oh, if it's, it, it, it will feed you as much as you're willing to take, Exactly. you know? So it's, it, there's always a message coming and through. And what you feed grows. And it, exactly. Yeah. So to deal with that, Intentionally, we have to go back to good old school taking in the word of God daily. Mm -hmm. Okay. If we don't do that, and I'm testament to this, there was a time in which I had lessened my intake of the word and there was exponentially an increase in everything else around me in terms of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And it contributed to my disposition. It contributed to the, the way my conversation was shaped. Um, so you, you're going to have to, to be influenced more and more by the, the Bible says, he who walks with the wise becomes wise. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think that there is, there is now more than ever, there has to be an intentionality on the Christian, on the child of God, to spend time with God through his word, by reading his word, spend time in prayer. So that when you then go out, 
you are now able to face the conversation that is prevailing with something different. So it's I don't deny that we're in a, in a situation. However, I do understand that the word of God tells us that Jesus, John 10, 10, that he, he, he came that we may have life and life in abundance. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for life. My brother, there's life somewhere here. You know, my sister, there's like, and I, I mean, just from where I'm coming from with the attendant, part of what I wish I had said is, you know what? It's tough, but to know Buddha, I'm mm-hmm. Nothing lasts forever. There has to be, there's a way, Pacha Buddha. Mm-hmm. There's a way, Pacha Buddha. So I think that that has to become a part of our, of our everyday lives. If we don't do this as Christians, as children of God, if we don't spend time in the word, don't spend time in prayer on a daily basis, this situation <clears> is sure <throat> to consume us. Yeah. Because you then become part of the conjure that spews out the negativity yeah. and there's no wisdom in what you say and what you do. Um, and, uh, you know, you, soon enough, you, you know, you, you know, you know, you know, you, you know, you don't find a way out and your own world caves in. Right. And I think it's so easy. You're, you're so right, Pastor E, um, in that um, <clears throat> it's so easy to be negative, mm-hmm. right? Especially right now. It's so easy to become cynical, even, mm-hmm. where because of all the stuff that's go- that, that's happened, you can slowly just stop becoming, like I've noticed people becoming very cynical. Like I've had to catch myself many times mm-hmm. where, you know, I've got a couple of friends who are very um, positive. You know, they, they like the whole positive talk thing. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. So guys would be like, no, guys, let's stay positive. Then there's a point that I reach and I'm like, okay, guys, you know, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the same time, you know, you, you actually then start to realize that it's very easy to become cynical where everything, you just start seeing dark and gloom and it's like, you know what? Screw this government. Screw this. Can I say screw? I've already said it. Right? And you're and like, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, ah. <laughs> you know, and, and um, yeah, rating culture is real like that. Because I know you guys say it. And some of you even say worse. So, you know, and, <laughs> so, but you have to really catch yourself and ask yourself, wait, am I becoming, am I still being uh, realistic? Or is it still realism? Or I'm, I'm really becoming cynical now where, you know, it's no longer that I'm really starting to just spew out negativity everywhere I'm going. So we do need to be careful. And like, like you rightly said, to, you know, just get back into the word, read a proverb every day. Or but just to, to keep yourself um, hearing what God is saying mm-hmm. and what God is saying to you specifically, just to really keep your head straight. So I, I love that. Now you, really the thing is, this: you will lose your mind if you don't. Trust yeah. me. At the end of increased um, focus on a negative situation is a really bad thing. Yeah. Something bad is going to happen either to you or you are going to do something bad to someone. Yeah. Right. So if you if you're constantly thinking how bad it is, it's never going to work out, and we're 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 done, and we're completely you know buried, and that's just the end of it. What happens is that even the way you deal with opportunities begins to change. Mm-hmm. The way you deal mm-hmm. with 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 other people begins to change as well, because it's now all it's now all tinted by this talk or this 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 way of seeing things so you will get to a situation where if you see someone if someone goes into a room even if you were not a thief and someone goes into a room (laughs) and they leave a stack of of a hundred dollar u.s bills on the table and they leave the room and they leave it by accident the thought will cross your mind yeah i'm gonna snatch those (laughs) (laughs) i am gonna snatch those things now (laughs) (laughs) But 
it, I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know, it's easy to suddenly help someone rob someone yeah. when, when you see no other way out. True. You know, it's easy to be corrupt. Good yeah. people become corrupt when they feel completely hemmed in and closed in in a situation. Yeah. So someone is sitting there and you're thinking, oh, Lord, this is this. It's never going to work out. It's never going to work out. It's never going to work out. We're never going to get out. We're never going to get out. And then someone says to you, hey, you know, what, if you can hook me up, like, I mean, if you've got eco cash and you can send me like 50 eco cash, we can make it happen right now. For you, you'd be like, I mean, I'm going to do it. Kundindadi. <laughs> Why me? Why me? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So so it starts to lead you down all these other paths yeah. that are, are, are difficult. A quick testimony. As uh, coming from, I traveled somewhere and I parked my car at the, at the airport in the um, uh, in the storage space. Yeah. And when I parked my car, I was rushing because I was late for the flight. Thank you to uh, certain people in my you, church. You, you, you uh, parked at the airport? Yeah. <laughs> I never do that. But anyway, yeah. And I was only gone for, you know, a couple of hours, maybe 24, 48 hours. Oh, yeah. okay. So, um, so I, so when I, when I, I rushed, I said, guys, I'm late. I'm late. Can I pay when I come back? They said, no, that's fine. You can do that. They wrote me the slip and I rushed off. Then I came back and I came to pick up the car. And the guy said to me, did you pay when you, when you left? I said, no, I didn't pay. I was going to pay when I came back. And the guy goes, ah, when did you leave the car? And I told him the date and he goes, ah, okay. So if you've got just, you know, like bond notes, any amount, just, Give us those quick and we just call it even. Yeah. Right? It sounded pretty, sounded, sounded pretty, I mean, for me, I was like, oh, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Like yeah, like whatever amount. Favor like of the Lord. Five bucks. <laughs> I mean, Lord, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the crazy thing, the favor of the Lord. I'm serious. You, you see that wire, that stack of $100 bills, and you're like, the Lord, the Lord. <laughs> has heard my prayer. The Lord has favored me. <laughs> you know the story of the person who went to, the, to get their driver's license, mm. and they, they got there, and they were charged a uh, corrupt deal. They were charged 50 bucks. Mm. And they paid for it. Uh -huh. And they went back to you and gave a testimony. And they said, you know what? They I went to get my license. They only charged me 50. <laughs> Others were being charged 200, 300. The God heard my prayer. Lord. The favor of the Lord came through him. So I think you, 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 it's, it's, just in, it's important oh. that you, your frame of mind through what mm. you say and how you process the stuff, it's processed through the word of God. Yeah. You know, let that be a primary source of conversation. Yeah. Let that shape your conversation. As you, if you don't, You'll get caught up. It, it'll swallow you whole. Yeah. You're, you're still narrating the story of your... your, your <laughs> I think we all want to know that end. So, oh, Lord, these people. Oh, gosh. Lord, help me. So, so the guy... Oh, anyway, so the guy, the guy kept insisting. And he goes, I know. Mm -hmm. You know? And it was quite a catchy pitch. Mm -hmm. You know? He was like, no, I know. When did you go? You know, and he gave me the exchange. He goes, When did you go? And told him, He goes, Oh, the rate has already moved enough times. Just whatever you've got, all the, the bonds you went with, so if you've got five or ten, oh just give God. us, it'll be fine. Yeah. So I took my card out, my bank card, and I said, No, let's just swipe. It's fine. We can just swipe. And there goes, let me tell you, I was so pressed I couldn't tell him the truth that I don't want to be corrupt. That I actually said to him, I don't have anything in my ego cash. Mm. 
What I was supposed to say to him was, I'm not a tabby game. We my can't do that. Yeah. yeah, we can't do that. Let's see. But I was so, I actually felt bad. I hear you. I was like, yeah. ah, man, I'm letting, I'm letting the guys deal down. Like, you know, I'm like, ah, no, I don't have anything in my ego cash. Now, eventually we swiped and it came up to $32, mm. right? And I could have paid five bucks bond note. Mm. Okay. But I think at the end of the day, it, for me, that is where the problem is now when you cross over to the other side. No longer are you just being negative. Now you are literally helping to perpetuate the situation. Right. right. Yeah. So it's a difficult walk, but it's a, this is a great time to strengthen your walk in Christ yeah. if you live in a place like Zimbabwe. We, yeah. This is a great time for you to say, some may trust in horses and some may trust in chariots, yeah. but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Amen. Yeah. Okay. And you know, yes, I guess just as we wrap up, just thinking about that, um, that it's, it happens in a very subtle way, you know, that you just start making those small compromises mm -hmm. and before you know it, you're, you're, you're full on into it. And I think that's actually another very important um, um, aspect of this whole thing that uh, we need to check our, just our hearts, we need to ch check our conduct to say, have we actually become part of the problem? Wow. You know, we, we speak against corruption. We're mad at the government and all the things that are going on. But to what extent have we begun to tell the line ourselves? Mm -hmm. you know, with the, yes, yes, you're not uh, stealing. You're not buying yourself a brand new Range Rover or anything. But you're corrupt with a $5 deal. Or, you're, you know, you're, you're starting to cut deals with traffic guys or whatever. And I think it can really slowly begin to... <laughs> it can slowly begin to, to affect our our hearts as you know yeah. as, as believers, our conduct and mm -hmm. our integrity. Mm -hmm. So wow, that's and, and you know what? That's where you say something interesting. It's supposed to affect our hearts. Yeah. The 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 problem here, besides it affecting the nation, is that it's starting to darken your heart. Yeah. As a person, as an individual, and that for me is such a danger. Yeah. Uh, that you you've become comfortable with, like you've said, and you've said something so interesting, cutting deals with the with the parking guys in in the city, you know. But that's this is the that's reality. Someone trying to make a life by just choosing this is my parking bay. This is my money today from sure. there. There you go, and someone lost their life. You yeah. know, someone shot someone for that. And 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 again, remember I said it's, it's your heart being darkened. Yeah. For that person to pull out a, a gun. gun. Yeah. In the middle of Harare, where guns don't go off that much, yeah. if at all, except August 1, <laughs> when, you know, when, when, when we had a situation. Yeah. But for someone to pull out a gun in a dispute, yeah. a dispute about a parking bay or whatever, it, or whatever the dispute was, yeah. even if it was a dispute concerning whatever it was, but for them to pull out a gun and, then, and shoot the person, oh! That's unheard of. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But that is not far from, from all of us. It's not far from all of us. There are people that, that, that will, will get into a shop, you'll pay for stuff, and the attendant at the till will miss out a couple of things by complete error. You'll realize it, and you'll keep and quiet. And you'll keep quiet, yeah. Yeah. Because I think, ah, times are tough. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take them. I'm going to take Anyway, uh, we, we have to close now. But Pastor E, thank you so much for, um, for coming through today and just for sharing um, everything you've shared today. I think, you know, this... This is some really important practical stuff, you know, that that speaks to where we're at as a nation. And I think, you know, we all really need to make decisions, um, especially as Christians, to walk this narrow, narrow road, because it is a narrow road and to check ourselves. I remember something you always used to say back in the day that 
check yourself Ooh, before you wreck, wreck yourself. yourself. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think a lot of us are in grave danger of wrecking ourselves, you know, because we're not checking ourselves. Mm. So um, this is very important. Do you mind? Yeah. Um, just my closing would be back to what you said about really exercising wisdom in this time and praying for the, that guidance to make godly decisions because yeah. it's very, very easy to just do what everyone else is doing. So I was reading Proverbs 2 and it says in verses 6 to 8, For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Mm. So I think we could all just get a bit of encouragement from that, that if you do really try to stick to this date and straight and narrow, yeah. God is faithful. Like he will have your back even in this craziness. Absolutely. And it, it will take some grit to have the integrity, but integrity mm -hmm. takes grit. Yeah. And you, just, make you. you really have to dig your heels mm -hmm. in and really decide for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will not be shaken. I will not be crushed. I just have to continue in the word. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and I think lastly, something I want to say um, is praying for our leaders as well. Wow. Know, I, wow. I think this is obviously a very difficult time for them as well. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure there's still, you know, that there are people in, in leadership um, that are trying to do the right thing. Yeah. You know, and I think just, just to pray that um, God gives them wisdom and to also pray that the right people begin to, um, to, to rise up within, within those ranks. And maybe, you know, some of you guys out there are meant to be the people that are, that are speaking out, like Pastor E said, mm. you know, um, and I think he's probably the most qualified person to actually, <laughs> to actually say that because he's done a lot. But I, you know, I think f for us to really think about that, to say, what are we supposed to be doing? And also to pray for our leaders instead of just, you know, um, throwing yeah, mud and, and complaining. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's it. They need the wisdom. Absolutely. Guys. We'll make it out. Come on. Yeah. We will make it out. It, it may be, it may be tough, you know, but, you know, but we'll, we'll, we'll make it out and, 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 and we'll make it out and we'll be better than we were before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every struggle you go through, if you engage the struggle and you survive it, you're better on the other side. Amen. Amen. All right. So that's it from us. I'm Cookie Monster. And I'm T-Mac. And we're out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.